Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> <laughs> Tad Luck 2020. Ten years later. 20 pounds heavier. Back at it again. Check me. Still rocking the tops. Toss socks and crocs. Got some gray in the go. Call me Silver Fox. Got that ornamental turtle. Stakes on the lever. Ten years later, looking better than ever. Hello and welcome back to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here. Took a few well-deserved weeks off. The twins are here. Everything's great. So I'm sure we'll talk a ton about that. So thanks for joining. If you haven't um, checked out the Dad Podcast um, ever or in a while, please go back and take a look. We've had some awesome guests on in, in what I've dubbed as Season 2 with um, Dick Gabriel. We had uh, Keith Farmer from BBN um, tonight, which would be a great correlation into this week's guest or this episode's guest. So again, thank you for joining. Make sure you're checking us out at Kentucky Dad Pod on Twitter and following a sea of blue and all that stuff. So I'm pumped for this one. It's great to be back on the mic. I have a lot of uh, bent up dad stuff, obviously, over the last few weeks. The twins will be uh, four weeks old on Monday. It's absolutely crazy. Today, we're going to learn a little bit about her, uh, me as well, somebody that I've never met in person. I'm excited to talk to a little bit. Jesse Reif, the executive producer of um, BBN Tonight, so somebody, a show that's familiar with the Kentucky Dad podcast, as I'm um, joining us today. So, Jesse, thank you for coming on, man. What's up? Hey, Drew. Thanks for having me. I, I'm excited. Next, I uh, have to run into you at the football game next time so we can put faces with names and everything. Yes, and I noticed that your um your Twitter like profile stuff definitely mentions that football season is all the time. So I picked up that you're <laughs> yes. um, a big football person, and, and then just hearing your voice so clearly, I mean, you, you seem to be from Kentucky. So give us a little bit, yeah, yeah, the listeners of like you know just your background story. Um, you know, kind of walk us through how you became the executive producer at um with BBN tonight. Yeah, so I I am from Kentucky. I'm from the the Ashland area, Westwood, kind of the the wrong side of the Ashland railroad tracks there. <laughs> and then, uh, I spent five years down in the mountains and, uh, around hazard and Heinemann. And so, you know, it still prayers out for all my people down there. And, you know, I, I take a minute to push everybody towards the red cross fund that we've been able to raise so much money, uh, for everybody af- affected by the flooding down there. So, uh, that link is still active. You know, you can find that on lex18.com or my Twitter, the BBN Twitter, anywhere. Uh, that we post up. Good. Yeah, no, I know that's been, uh, I've, every day has kind of strung together. People have said that to me, like, oh, the days are running together, especially people that kind of work in the news or even like emergency services with, with crazy hours. But a month with uh, newborn twins and, and all the other kids and stuff I got going, it feels that way. So I know the the flood was just, you know, something that I haven't even really, you know, talked about on radio or, or been in involved with much other than you know watching it here on tv and following it from afar but this week i've been um out and about a little bit more and i, I was um just around some people that are trying to get that charity basketball game off and i know the narrative kind of got shifted to the the rules and and all that stuff but i appreciate you saying that and, and please everybody go check that out and um uh, you know donate it sounds like a a great way to do it if you're if you're planning to do something like that so 
Um, and then what about your family though, man? So I know you're, you're a very new dad, right? As of December, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, we're, we're due in December. Okay. Uh, so I'm still in the very much in the research phase of, <laughs> of this, um, me and my wife are so excited. We, we, uh, cannot wait having a little girl and it, there is, uh, I need some advice from you now that you, True. you know, you, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've got the experience that I that I need to I need to glean something from this conversation. Well, hopefully you take something away. But I'm I'm always very uh, transparent and upfront that like I'm I'm this is more dad therapy as opposed to me casting over my um, <laughs> and I think about that a lot. I crack up when I'm like screaming, yelling at my kids. I know they're just you know they're like oh he hosts the dad podcast, so I'm very imperfect in those regards. And my daughter actually started <laughs> high school today. So I'll give you some um, some odd advice maybe to start or maybe just some you didn't think that you would get. So I'm sure that after you teed up that question or, or kind of that, um, you know, that scenario in your life about to have this daughter, almost everybody probably responds with like, get your shotgun loaded or you better watch out or, you know, something like along the lines of just like Absolutely, being an overprotective yeah. father, right? They just <laughs> automatically say that. So my advice is at least for the next few months, just like don't even ignore that the next few years, even just just enjoy it for what it is because I promise you when it comes that feeling is real um because I'm experiencing it now but um I looked back on that and just thought I'm like man just enjoy the next I don't know 12 ish 13 years um before all that stuff that everyone's warning you about really starts to come you know roaring its head <laughs> and uh yeah but I have a great kid she started school this week um first one of anybody in my family to ever go to private school so we started private school this week which I um, highly recommend financially if you're bringing newborn twins into your life. It, it's it's a great time to start that. But anyway, it was great seeing her in her skirt, get on the bus, um, doing that thing. We all feel like we're going to private school. So that's been that's been sweet. Today was day two. So we're like, what'd you eat? What? Oh, my gosh, let me see your <laughs> iPad. Like, that. that's so cool. So that's been um, a neat experience for our family. So um, the little girls are the best, man. You're going to enjoy being a, a girl dad. There really is something special about it. I think very much so um, – like it brings out compassion. Like I'm not a very compassionate person. I wouldn't say um, like face to face, especially. Um, but with my daughter, I just kind of always, she has like the longest leash with me. She can't do any wrong. So you're going to love it. You're going to do great. And um, there is no manual. So good luck. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're, you're telling me it, uh, <laughs> it has been such an experience and like, I, I'm not an emotional guy just by my nature, you know, like it, I'm the like, oh, let's bottle bottle that up and we'll deal mm. with it 10 years down the road or whatever. Mm. But like just knowing that I'm going to have this little girl to take care of, like we, me and my wife were talking about like, how are we going to do daycare? Like, you know, we, she only gets eight weeks of maternity mm. leave. So we was like, oh, uh, you know, like week nine, like, do we need to have a daycare ready to go? How do you pick a daycare? I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah no well and i'll say it, get on that started early because i feel like that's a big uh covet inflation roundabout thing too daycares will be like like building something on your house like six months booked out and stuff oh yeah yeah no it, it, we started calling around and you know we've got on a waiting list but then i was i was thinking about it and i i just i don't i don't want her to go to daycare <laughs> you know not that early anyway Man, it's so tough, man. That's an awesome place to start. Uh, so if we'll pause there for a second. Um, so we have Jesse Rife, like a knife, um, on from BBN tonight, the executive producer, which don't let me forget, Jesse, if we do, I want to talk a little bit more because a lot of times we'll have the 
the talking heads and the talent per se, as they say. But right, I've, yeah, I've but... dipped my toes in the news business enough to know that you're the real talent. Like you, you guys are the real talent. So. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about that. But if, if Keith Farmer says anything funny on television, just know that I wrote. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know that. Um, but no, you brought up a, a good, a good point because I'm kind of at that spot too, and I'm sure tons of listeners um, have childcare expenses or stress or worries. And I know some people like will usually tell you too, like, oh, my mom takes care of them or whatever, and they'll just like let out a big sigh like i know how lucky i am like people really do like childcare is just like <laughs> so insane i mean obviously i'm not even going to get into it as much as like the cost for myself but we've been going into um having that discussion lately of like damn like when you really sit back and think about it, you know you're paying someone to raise your kid too like they spend so much more time with them than you ever will just with work schedule you know it's usually like you know get to bed and and all that kind of just, you know, eating dinner in between type thing. So we've talked about that a lot too, especially with, um, you know, when you're looking at daycares times that by three for me, plus the yeah. older one in school. So we are absolutely um, having a discussion and like debate in the family, which I know a lot of families do um, about like, you know, at what point is one of us working worth it and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So childcare is scary, man. So that that's a good place to start your worry. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, uh we're we're in it we're still trying to figure out and i i'm a i'm a planner by nature like i'm yeah you're a producer, I'm the guy yeah, that, by yeah schedule. Like, absolutely like it i need to buy a car okay well like i've got to shop for six months before i can pull that trigger right you know? <laughs> like so it's there's a lot of a lot of new things that we're having to buy learning about strollers learning about car yeah. seats Somebody asked me um about the uh was it what's the stroller that we have now uh Hubba Baby Bubba Baby Lola Baby Upba, yeah Upba Baby Upba yeah. Baby okay um what we like it man once we got to figure it out we had a little learning curve on it but that's good but just the whole life of twins man and I'm sure there's people uh, I should probably preface this by obviously I'm just gonna keep bouncing all over the place my mind in general plus not having done one of these in a while. But um, just the whole dynamic of twins, man, which I mean, I'll state the obvious. You need two of everything. So it's like, <laughs> dude, a vehicle, we still, I think twice I've gotten myself, my wife, the newborn twins, my three-year-old son and my teenage daughter in our expedition together. And it is just like a clown show in there. So um, <laughs> all that stuff is majorly coming into play, like equipment and how to get this done. But uh, the upper baby thing we like, and um, I'm trying to think of something I feel like we really, really liked. I was going to highly recommend. We're, but, uh, go ahead. Well, we're looking, we're looking up a baby or uh, went to fan day for the football team and all the football coaches' wives had uh, Nunas. Nunas. Nuna. And so now I'm like, well, the football coach's wife have yeah, it. Yeah, got to check those out for sure. Uh, it's so funny. I'm, I'm actually leaning on the other product I was supposed to review, which was the Snoo, the bassinet. Have you heard of the Snoo? <laughs> yes, I've heard yeah. of the Snoo. So so we're very fortunate. I did, like through our um, employers, we were able to get like a, essentially just like um, they like kind of let you borrow them or rent them. Um, and then you just return them when they're done, which is genius. I think a lot of the higher end baby stuff now, which was kind of a, a nice little tidbit for the dad pod if you're you know, well, well seasons and not having any new babies is that a lot of this equipment is so high tech. Now you can rent it, you know, for like the duration of that, you know, span of your kid's life, which is actually kind of cool. And then all the high tech stuff. Um, but we got them to that way. So I know they're crazy expensive and they are pretty neat, but 
Um, I don't know that they're like working wonders yet, but we're still under a month. You know, you kind of got to train them on it, but it's pretty sick, man. Like you put them in there, you strap them in, the louder they cry, the more creative it gets. And it has like a light <laughs> on it. So like from bed, you can see, and it'll go from red to maybe like, you know, down to green and, you know, in theory soothed it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's kind of cool though. I, I definitely think, uh, most any, pretty much any woman between about 22 and 35, gets targeted for those things on ig for show <laughs> yeah 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 my wife is getting all of it that is for sure <laughs> i'm sure um before we um get off the rails too much so again we have jesse rife on here um producer lex 18 um another another friend of the show like i said we had keith farmer on this season um nick roush came on Vic gabriel uh terry brown we had some sweet guests so please go back you can look and just search ac of blue on like Spotify, Apple, however you get your consume your podcast, and um, you can check it out that way. But um, I know you haven't been on ever, obviously. So I, I kind of got back to some of the old school questions of the dad pod. Um, so in your throughout your like regular, like let's say like weekly routine, Jesse, do you drink more soda, alcohol, or coffee? Uh, water, beer, and coffee are okay. that's coffee in the morning, water throughout the day, beer when I get home. All right. Well, to then you're going to have to ask the like to finish the question, then is it more alcohol or coffee throughout the week? Would you say? Probably coffee. Coffee. I'm a whole pot. Whole just, pot in the morning. Just drinking it black. No, nah, I put some some of the sugary stuff in it. I like the French vanilla. I I'm like not, it black. I'm not going to lie, man. Just hearing your voice for the first time when we were talking, I thought for sure you're going to be a huge Mountain Dew guy. Just for sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, I like Mountain Dew. That is, that I come by that honest. That's for sure. Nice, nice, cool. All right, very fair. <laughs> then, what about um, what about nicknames? What nicknames? I've got to assume with, I mean, Rife the Knife. I came with that one off. I mean, just boom <laughs> off the cuff. So, have any nicknames like growing up, or even any now that stuck? No, not really. I, there was a a short period when I was a kid that people called me Jim. And that was because at one, I graduated, so I graduated with 53 people out of high school. So really small school. I went to Fairview High School. Shout out, go Eagles. All right. And uh, at one point we had six Jesses. <laughs> and, and so I just kind of jokingly said, well, just call me Jim. And uh, that stuck for like three whole years, like all through till I got to high school. <laughs> That's making me laugh because I just are you do watch The Office? Are you an Office guy? Yeah, I've seen The Office. Because I just when I asked the nickname question like just yesterday or so, maybe we watched the you know the episode how Jim got you know he started calling him Tuna just because of, you know he just brought that thing to one day and then you're Jim. <laughs> I'm just that yeah. one thing, so it was, it was kind of reverse yeah. there. But uh, that's crazy though, man. That's a small graduating class and uh, to have a lot of Jesses. Yeah, yeah, it was just that one year. Then we lost like three of them, but it it was so. And I think like two of us were at the same table in the classroom and it was just, I was fed up with it. So <laughs> every, all y'all probably like Mountain Dew. So you couldn't use that as a differentiator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, all the, all the boys definitely played all the same sports. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> li little school, like everybody plays all the sports. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, I'm glad we brought up names though. That was good nicknames because uh, it was a kind of a running joke on the show about what I was going to name the twins. And I'm, I have to start this by saying I was so mad and kicking myself because the day they were born, my, cause uh, they didn't even, a lot of people, most people didn't even know hardly anyone. 
and my brother texts me, um, how are Harry and Lloyd? From you know, from Dumb and Dumber, and I was cracking. Yeah. How have I not been using that one as like one of my <laughs> this whole time? Because you know, I'd been teasing like, um, oh God, I can't think. Uh, Brennan and Dale, and like just silly things like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we landed on Jake and Trey. So Trey being my third son. So my wife compromised towards the end and really hooked me up. Um, she wanted Miles as a first name, which I wasn't super opposed to, um, but we slid it into Jake's middle name. So Jake Miles Brown. Trey Thomas Brown. So pretty hyped. I got three boys under three and a half now. So a whole squad of them. They're going to be fighting, clawing, scratching, who knows what. But I'm getting, I'm excited. But definitely, um, all things considered, man, having newborn twins, which we got to talk about that with you a little bit. Because as new parents, you kind of more project like college funds and this when really you need to be worried about how to change those like tarry, disgusting diapers in like 90 days. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what's uh -huh. really coming. Yeah, no, I like like I said, I'm a planner, so like I've already got the spreadsheet for the college fund. Nice. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on top of all that. The diaper thing, I figure I'll just I'll figure that out when I get to it. Yeah, see that's <laughs> tough, and that's what I mean. As a new parent, you're gonna find out quick, like the stuff that um that really tangibly you're gonna need to brush up on and be <laughs> yeah. good in the moment. And I have an amazing, um, I guess more a better way to describe it might be horrific kind of story from the the hospital and the way it played out but it, it's funny and it all worked out so um if you followed it all on twitter so not uncommon at all with twins one of the twins um ended up in the NICU for a week which was which was really tough but um I didn't know this Jesse I found it very interesting that with twins that typically it is the larger twin like the you know the one that weighs more poundage that has like premature related type problems or just any issues that might cause it to go to the NICU which again wasn't that uncommon, but as you can imagine, mom stuff uh, pretty yeah. upsetting. Not having the bed, they didn't get the meat for about a week or so. Um, but anyway, um, he actually had to be intubated, which that was really kind of tough. And it's just scary to see. You know, he's pretty much immobilized with the tube and sedated. Um, so, so that was challenging to see. But um, but throughout the whole process, just lots of wires. That was just a long like way of saying just a lot of wires and stuff. They can kind of look scary. But ultimately, I, I was never extremely scared about, like, the reason he was in the NICU, if that makes sense. So I right. go in there, maybe night three. Another very difficult part of this was that mom can't, you know, she can go up there, but not often. Like, like once or twice a day, I mean, it was all that was really making sense. So I'm up there a ton, like, in the NICU and get up there one night. Oh, you know, the maybe this was, like, the second night. So everything was still brand new. And it's it's really, like, you know, almost like you have, like, a – attendant there at your NICU station all the time so you whoever's working you're kind of like talking with them working in partnership almost to do things so like oh do you want to change Trey's diaper I'm like it's two o'clock in the morning not particularly down here but yeah let's do it so we go over there he I mean it's like a, a dynamite like a cartoon bomb there's wires everywhere <laughs> you know so we go she's helping me I mean it probably takes her a good 30 90 seconds just to get these wires and cords like in her hands to where I can't even just get in there to start changing this like little baby's diaper. Right. So I immediately take it off. And if you are familiar with like newborns, like the first week, like I, I just alluded to, they have this just tarry substance that comes out of them. There's just, you'll meet it soon. It's very <laughs> disgusting. Um, I think it's different on even like with breastfed babies or breast milk and stuff, but very gross. So we open this diaper and I mean, it is just filled to the brim. Like we look at each other, like there is no possible way this is ending without like at least another nurse coming over to like replace all this equipment that's about to just get destroyed. 
Um, but, <laughs> but props to Big Blue Drew. Like I still, I've leaned and told this story many times since then. Um, we got it done, and I, I forget the nurse's name now, but we got it done, and we definitely uh, shared a moment with that. And throughout the week, we were laughing about because even in her experience, she was like, she thought that one was going sideways. So, um, and I've used it as kind of a point of solace for myself in the fact that like when it gets stressful at home, I just like look back at that moment, like, man, that was a, that was tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Golly. Get used to the diaper, to the, to the diaper thing. I don't know. Are you like a, are you like easily grossed out by like smells? No, I'll be all right. Like you said, you can, you can tell by my accent. I I grew up hunting and, (laughs) and fishing and all that stuff. So I, I don't think it'll, it won't be too bad. And I, I worked at a at a gas station as a cashier attendant there for a little while, and people are very unkind to bathrooms and gas stations. So, <laughs> fair enough, fair I, enough. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I'll say this too, and I'm always like weird, like the way that I present this advice. But whenever I, you know, it's either like a relative or something coming over with one of my kids or new dads that I've seen, like you just got to get in there and do it. Like you're not gonna break them when you're changing the diaper and stuff, like. You don't be throwing them around or anything, but you know, <laughs> you know, grab a leg, get in there, wipe them up, change them up, and, and keep it moving. So, um, but you guys are gonna be great. What's that? You got like a whole nursery done, everything? Yeah, I, I actually just finished uh, the. We just got the the crib and a dresser, and I just finished putting that together last night. So. Oh wow! How how did that go? Man, the crib wasn't too bad. The dresser, so it we ordered it online because everywhere. Sure. You know, we went to Bye Bye Baby and all these places, and they're just out of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to order it. So we order it online, and, like, the crib gets there, and it's in a pretty good-sized box. I'm like, okay, this ain't going to be too bad. It's, like, 10 pieces, easy to put together, takes no time at all. The next day, the dresser shows up. This box is way too small for there to be a dresser in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is 100 pieces. This is <laughs> And it was it like every single drawer. There's six drawers oh. on this thing. Every drawer was six different pieces of wood. Had to put it all together. It was better be sturdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the no fun putting that together, but it is together, and it is it's big enough that hopefully I don't have to buy a dresser for a long time. See, that's kind of like my reverse now having four kids at 35 now is that like people ask like, oh, the, the nursery thing. I'm like, if I'm sitting here, like today would have been the example. If like if I'm sitting here in mid to late August and my kids are like, I'm like, dang, I wish I had a, I wish they would, I could go put them in their cribs to sleep. Like that's going to be the best problem in the world. And I will go buy a dresser, but I know they're going to be, they'll be bedside for far longer than I want. Potentially like 10 years, potentially I could be. So my room set up now, I'm, I'm sitting in our nursery, nurse, I'm sure you have a ner- a rocker or a glider per se? Uh, not yet, but that is on the list. I'm sure it is. Yep. So the rocker glider. So I'm in our rocker, which is like our nursery thing because we have the two snooze in our bedroom. And then my toddler in the other corner of our bedroom has his like kid mattress in our bed that he just sleeps in. So it's, <laughs> that's, that's just how our setup is. And we, ba- we, it's just, we knew that was what was coming. So good luck with that. Hopefully I know that's a big parent philosophy thing is, um, Coast yeah, that's what we – so I was, I was on the uh, – let's put off, put off buying stuff as long as we can. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's, let's just sock the money away and then buy it all at the end. 
And my wife was like, no, that's stressing me out. There's got to be a crib. Yep. It's impossible. So, you know, you're, you're sitting around preparing for your, the birth of your first child. Like all you're doing is kind of like, you know, just your normal hang around the house routine and you got to get stuff done. You got to do it. You got to pick a color. Yeah. You got to put the dresser. So it's totally normal. got to do it. And um, like I said, hopefully at some point I can transition uh, my kids to, to their own rooms. But that's definitely a challenging thing that I'm sure any parent, mom, dad, whoever listening to um, is the sleeping arrangement. And I know that, man, I know with my daughter, we did a, a much better job about having some tough crying out type nights. Um, <laughs> and from there, I mean, she's probably served her better. Um, she's independent, never really had trouble too much with like sleepovers and things like that. Um, but that's a big one, man. I know boys love their mamas too. So oh, we'll have to yeah. uh, play that as it goes, but that, that's always a, can be a point of contention with parenting. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, we've went the bedside bassinet route as well. So we'll, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to go about, I don't know when, when do you transition to the crib? Like, I don't know. Uh, I think you got to wait some months. Did you get your what to expect when expecting book? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's got a book. We've got the the pamphlets from the hospital. You know, they every time you go, they send you home with something else to read. A lot, yeah, exactly. A lot of this too is gonna be like um, you know, it's subjective, dude. It's your baby. They'll probably tell you that. Um, the nurses usually give you that. I've done this so many times, it's crazy. The nurses will give you that advice in there a little bit, like, Yeah, I gotta do your own thing. It's your baby and make up your own mind because uh, <laughs> you know, Pinterest will tell you to do God knows what. <laughs> yeah 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 and tiktok now you know mm -hmm. yep you you learn everything from tiktok now you do some amazing things as well that i know but it's very <laughs> difficult to filter out the um the useful from the far 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 yeah uh well, let's switch gears a little bit so again we have jesse rife on here from bbn tonight and let's talk a little bit about your job man in the, in the wildcats for just a minute because um i know that you guys get like you know quite a bit of um access and and information and stuff like a ton of times, um, you know, other media outlets, I guess, are kind of waiting for you all to report news or an interview or something and then kind of forming their stories around that. So it's been it's been very successful, I guess, as well. And how long has the show been going now? Yeah, so we're uh, been doing this a few years now. And it really has been like I, I tell people, yeah, I've got the best job in the world. Like mm -hmm. it uh, I couldn't have dreamed anything better than what I'm doing. And it, there was a short period of time where I was like, oh, I'll go, I want to work for ESPN. And then I was like, I don't want to live in Connecticut. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it, where, where else is ESPN? Charlotte? No, don't want to live there either. So it, and it, I, I just could not be more thrilled with our partnership with UK and the, the access that we're able to have and, and our my TV station, LEX 18, like it is really rare to have a half hour locally produced show sure. on on TV at 7:30 leading into prime. Yeah, I know every night too. You know, it's because it's it's yeah every night. Right? You yeah. know, some yeah, like you'll see you'll see Saturday morning shows, and we do that as well. But you know, you don't see Monday through Friday sports shows. Mm -hmm. I yes. think it even the industry really is even like sports jobs are getting cut, you know, in local TV. And for us to really plant our flag on this and say, Hey, you know, we're going to be the, the official UK station and we're, we're going to do it right and bring you, you know, three, four hours of UK content 
a week is just really incredible. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And I think that it's, um, it's definitely unique because there's only so many markets that could support and do something like that. Um, so what is the what is the day in the uh, the life of you look like as far as producing that show um, from like a sourcing story standpoint? Man, it's really the the thing that makes my job so great is that I am surrounded by so many talented people, mm-hmm. and that so uh, we're very it's a very democratic like we come in and it's like what you know what is today's big blue story like what is the Mm-hmm. What what is the story that in UK athletics that that we need to be talking about? And you know we we have uh, a couple restrictions here and there. Like we're not allowed to talk recruiting, okay? Because because the the university owns a little stake in the show. Gotcha. And okay. so that so it would be we get messages all the time like, hey, why aren't you talking about this five star recruit? And it's like, well. We want him to come here, and it's an NCAA violation. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, no, but lots of people, lots of people don't, but it's, you know, like, so we we have some limitations there. Like Reed Shepard hasn't signed yet, so we haven't been mm-hmm. able. The new station can. So like Keith Farmer on his seven o'clock sportscast can tell you about that recruit, but on BBN tonight we can't. Gotcha. Um, and um, then. You know, just like today, is it's great. It's football season. That's my wheelhouse. I'm happily surrounded by basketball lovers. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, you know, and it, uh, I'm not going to get into what kind of school we are or anything like that. Oh, but. golly. I've missed all that a little bit. I'm kind of coming in on the, the tail end of that. And, man, like, yeah, I'll just make my stance on that simple, like, Man, both programs rolling. Let's invent a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this, how, how lucky are we? <laughs> right. Well, talk to me about football, man. So you're a football guy. I mean, what are you looking forward to this year? What are you thinking? I mean, obviously, it's got to be the probably the most preseason, you know, hype and expectations as you can you can remember as a Kentucky football fan. Man, I am I am super excited to see what Brad White puts on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I I think this could be one of his better defenses since he has been here at Kentucky. And you, you know, we all know yeah. that he has put some pretty good defenses on the field. Uh, but I, I've spent my afternoon watching um, Octavius Oxendine film. Okay. Again, against LSU. Cause it, you know, all week in practice, they've been, you know, everybody's been really hyping Ox up. And so I was like, well, let's, let's look into it. See and man, his film against LSU, he played such a good game. Like he, it uh, stuff that didn't show up. Like he, anytime he was in the middle of that defense, the the center and the guard both have to block him. Like, mm-hmm. and he's pushing the pile. You know, he didn't get a sack on this play, but the quarterback had to roll out through it. You know, through a bad pass. And so I, I'm really excited to see. And he's. He slimmed down a bit. They say he's just as strong and a little faster. And so I, I'm excited to see what Ox can do and what uh, – I think that D-line is is deep. And, it, uh, of course, they're going to miss Josh Pascal, but mm-hmm. and Barquan McCall. But I think – I really – I think it's pretty incredible the recruiting job the, the football team has done because uh, you lose a guy like Josh Pascal and, like, I, I know he's going to – He's probably going to start for the Lions. 
And I, I don't think Kentucky's going to take a step back. Look at you. You said you weren't going to – you're obviously saying we're a football school. Just say it, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're – I am excited about the football team this season. I, I, I will say that Georgia is probably still a tall task, but this is the year that if they were going to do it, I, I think this is the year to do it. Hey, I like it. I'll get any game um, – but I can't say that one, but is there any game um, that you, like, kind of got circled on your calendar that you're excited for? I, I really want to see him go to Ole Miss. Yeah, that's me too. That's my game. I'm excited for. I really hope the stars align. Uh, my wife's family and uh, I, we lived in South Florida for a while, so not really on the way at all. They're kind of just both south, but I'm hoping maybe the stars align that I could get down there because that has been a very popular trip of um, a lot of members of the Big Blue Nation. Just because you know we don't get down there a ton, and it's widely regarded as the top spot. Oh yeah, and I I just want to see. You know, it's an unfamiliar environment. You know, like if you you go to Tennessee or Florida or sure, those are terrible environments to go play in as the road team. But it's places Kentucky's been, you know, frequently. But Ole Miss, you know, that's there's not not a lot of guys that have taken snaps in that stadium, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. I know a lot of fans um, are pumped about going, but okay, I've never been on the clock with the dad podcast. Apparently, we got to upgrade our plan or something. We only have two minutes and now 32 <laughs> seconds. I don't normally do like live radio and stuff. So that, I would be, it's very stressful to me to be in this environment. So I, <laughs> I have to do, I'm going to do uh, my dad joke first and then I'm going to let you do yours and we're going to end it up. All right. So All right. here's mine. I saw my wife slightly drunk yelling at the TV. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. Don't go in that church. You moron. She's watching our wedding video again. <laughs> oh. Zinger. All right, Jesse, let's go. What, what do we got? So, Jesse, again, thank you. BBN Tonight, executive producer. I'm going to wind us down on our dad joke, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Uh, so what what happens when you eat aluminum foil? Ooh, what happens when you – what's that? You, you sheet metal. <laughs> Dang. I'm trying to think about the disposal. Nice. You sheet metal. Good. Sheet metal. All right, Jesse, we appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Please check it out um see a blue you can find everything there we cover all the sports so it's going to be exciting we got uh, lots of guests committed too. we got a little more free time so please um check out the podcast and thanks for listening we'll catch everybody next time